This is information not being reported by anyone else. You want the scoop? Here it is with Darren Doogie Wolfson. This hump day night, the 15th of August, brings you Scoop Podcast episode 167. Speaking of hump, well, welcome a new sponsor to the Scoop Podcast in just a bit. The sponsors keep the podcast going. I'll lay out what I'll get to. We have a conversation with Vikings defensive backs coach Jerry Gray. Plus, we'll go heavy on high school football slash college football recruiting. Conversations with future Gophers quarterback Cole Kramer of Eden Prairie. Future Gophers offensive lineman Tyler Cooper of St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. Plus, the foursome from Minnehaha Academy. It's actually the SMB football team. It's a co-op with St. Paul Academy and Blake. But all four of these gentlemen go to Minnehaha Academy. Jalen Suggs, Craig McDonald, Terry Lockett, and Caden Johnson, all in the class of 2020, all hold Power 5 football offers. So we will catch up with all of those individuals as we get deeper into Scoop Podcast episode 167. I also have an update on Pat Elfline in just a second, but let's welcome in the new sponsor of the Scoop Podcast. It is Blue Chew Online, bluechew.com. Guys, let's talk about sex. Hey, what about that song? Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me, Let's talk about sex. How about good sex? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. BlueChew is prescribed on Online and ship straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for Scoop Podcast listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code SCOOP. You'll just pay the shipping cost, the $5 shipping cost. Again, that is BlueChew, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code SCOOP to pretty much try it for free. Free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Viking Center Pat Elfline, who remains on the pup list as of the taping of this podcast here on the evening of the 15th of August, Wednesday the 15th of August, could be off the pup list as soon as Monday. Look for him to be off the pup list sometime next week. It could be as soon as Monday. He is progressing very well after those off-season shoulder and ankle surgeries. I've got some more Vikings notes, including an update on the Anthony Barr contract extension talks and Brandon Zilstra's injury situation. But let's now get to Jerry Gray, Vikings defensive backs coach. I caught up with him on Tuesday morning. Coach from all pros to savvy veterans to undrafted free agents that have a chance to make the team, certainly have made the team, to late round picks, a guy like Curse, who seemingly is a lock to make the team, to first round picks. Have you ever coached a unit? This deep, this talented? Well, I mean, not. We, we've had some number one draft picks. I was in Washington. We had a lot of uh, first rounders. Biggest thing we try to do here is keep communicating and keep competing. You know, you got a lot of guys, and I tell them it doesn't matter where you drafted, you know, college or whatever. Whatever happened in college really doesn't matter. When you get up here, do you, can you compete? Can you have great effort? Are you a small football player? And that's those are things we're looking for. And fortunately for us, we've got some guys late rounds, free agents, and those guys are bought in. 
I mean, so you see that effort. You see that compete level that you want to see. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, even Mike Hughes, he's competing with uh, McKenzie Alexander. Uh, um, Newman is still competing. You still got uh, um, a couple other guys, uh, Harris, competing with Harrison. You know, again, he can he take his place? May not, but you know what? I want you so close to where – if Harrison go down, you go in and you play at a high level like Harrison would. You know, he had to do it last year when we played with the Rams. You know, Sandeo uh, couldn't go. He went in. We didn't lose a beat. So the thing that we try to get the guys to understand is one play can make you a starter. So really, just because you're not going out with their first group, you have to be prepared like a starter. What about Curse and Sandejo? Yeah, same thing. You know, again, you got guys that are competing. I think Curse stepped it up a lot last year on special teams. So he's one of our special team leaders, and he's still competing for a strong safety spot. So you tell him, hey, look, you know, you can't just concede that this this spot is taken. Well, what if Sandejo goes down? And then all of a sudden you're not ready. Well, guess what? We're going to go get that next guy that's ready. So we got to get him to understand that, you know, we got a really good football team, but the team is made up of players that are willing to go out there and lay it on the line week in and week out. Specifically on Curse, I mean, yeah, I mean, really good special teams player, but yep. but in terms of, you know, helping you, you know, first through third down, yep. I mean, even going back to OTAs and minicamp, it seems like he's had a really good last few months heading into this year. Yeah, he has. You know, I think this is his third year, so everything is kind of slowed down for him with all the adjustments that we have. And then once once everything slows down, you see the athletic ability. You know, you see what he does on special teams. He goes out and make the big splash play, and that's what he can do when he get a chance to show up on uh, this Saturday. Speaking of slowing down, how much have things slowed down for another third-year guy in Mackenzie Alexander, teammate of, of curses at Clemson? Yeah, a lot. You know, again, you, you could see when those guys stop thinking and they start reacting. And, and you know, the first year they, they're kind of looking around like, you guys got all this stuff in. Then the second year it sinks in that, yeah, we got all of it in. Now it's slowed down. They're around a bunch of veterans that, that are counting on them to say, hey, you got to get in that playbook. You got to understand what we expect out of you, what level you're trying to play at, and then where we're trying to go. And those guys, they, they start studying they buy into what we're trying to get them to do. And then it, it does slow down. And then now the natural ability can show up and you can go make some football plays. Has it already started to slow down, though, for Hughes? I mean, it looks like he's a real special talent. Well, he, it's not just athletic ability. I think he's a really smart guy. He understands, and he doesn't get shaken. You know, you put him out there with the first group, he say, okay, I'm going out with the first group. Like most guys would be like, oh, I'm out here with Anthony Barr and Limville and all those guys. So you don't see that in him. He may be thinking it, but he doesn't show it in his football play. And that's the, that's the thing that we're always looking for. Can a guy go out and, and not get rattled when he's out with the first group as a rookie? And, and he is ahead of the curve right now. How much versatility does he have playing inside, playing outside? Oh, a lot. You know, anytime you got a guy who can play inside and start, play outside and have a chance to start, you're going you're gonna to be a really good football player, you know, because that gives you the chance to, to, to compete. You know, it gives you a chance to be on the football field. If we need a couple of other guys, say for instance, people playing four wide receivers, we need that fourth corner to go in. He can go in, you know. Well, what if a guy goes down? He goes in. You know, so you know, the biggest thing, that, again, we keep trying to tell him you can't just concede because you're not out there with the first group. You need to be ready to go. And, and again, fortunately for us, he, he, he seems to be on the right track and ready to go. Holton Hill against Denver, some good, some bad? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's the thing. What you're going to get is that young guys, he, he, he's a little bit raw, so we got a lot of clay to work with, has a lot of athletic ability. He's long. He can run. Biggest thing we got to make sure he keeps doing is paying attention to the details. And, and when, once all of a sudden it slows down, you'll see his athletic ability sh- uh, show up. We've seen it out here on the practice field where he's made interceptions that's really, really incredible. But all of a sudden now when you get in the game, are you figuring out what they're trying to do to you? So we're, we're, we're constantly working with him to where he understands, come out and pre-practice, look at this, do this, these things, get it down to 
make it a habit. So now, once you get this behind you, you can move to the next level. On Harrison Smith, as good as he is, does he still have a ceiling he can get to? Yeah, he can go back to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> you know, anytime guys go to the Pro Bowl consistently, you're, you're rated one of the three or four top safeties in this league. You know, that's your ceiling. And and, and I know with him being prideful, he wants to go back there. And, and, and it's not just because he's playing for it. He wants to play hopefully get to the Super Bowl, but he wants to be the best safety in this league, and he's, he's going to work to get there, you know. I think he came in, he's in better shape than I've seen him, you know, his weight's way down, he's done a great job in the offseason to get there, so hopefully, you know, he competes what he did last year, and what I've seen around us is that when he plays 16, 17, 18 games, we win a lot of football games. So he's not the best safety in the league right now, though? Yeah, he's the best safety. That's why we're also, but you know what, that's the ceiling. So as long as he keeps understanding that, he'll be the ceiling. And then what about Rhodes? I mean, is there still a ceiling there, too? Yeah, yeah, there's always, you know, there's always guys trying to come and, uh, you know, steal your thunder, you know. But when you're a young guy, I think Xavier's still pretty relatively young. You know, you can't relax on, well, I've I, I been to the Pro Bowl two years in a row. You know, there's always a young guy that's out there. I think Jalen Ramsey is a good corner. You know, when you keep looking, Josh Norman was a, a good corner three or four years ago, and all of a sudden there's a wave of guys coming in, and they're all young. They're about six foot two, and they want to take your job. So you know that you're competing against not just your team and the guys in your division, but you're competing against these guys we're drafting also. Maybe after this, Trey Waynes. I mean, let's go back a year or two. You know, if we go back even two years to now, <laughs> how much better a player is Trey Waynes today than two years ago? Oh, a whole lot better. You know, when we, we drafted Trey, you know, we thought he was just a cover guy. You know, Trey's just going to be a really good cover guy. And he could cover guys. He's understanding what he's done there. But last year, I thought he was probably one of our most physical corners. You know, guys, they tried to run his way. They look at his statue, and he got every guy down. So, you know, that that's a big feather in his hat to let him know that you're not going to run this way. If you think you're going to run it, I'm going to hit you, and I'm going to knock you down. And then I can cover you. So when you get guys like that, everybody's doing their job and doing it at a high level, you produce defense like we did last year. And, and the thing we got to do is get right back to that. You can't rest on what we did. We got to keep working. Last one. Okay, so you guys play a final preseason game on the 30th. Mm-hmm. How fascinating will those meetings be late into the night of the 30th, the 31st, <laughs> the first right until cut down, you know, that cut down minute? Well, you know, you, you, you want those to be tough meetings because that means that you got a lot of good football players. And, and you hate to see good football players leave your building. And, and you know you can't, but you can't keep but so many. So, you know, when you, when you can cut guys easy, you, you, eh, that's not good because that means you didn't, you didn't have enough depth, you didn't do these things. But, but when it's a tough meeting like that, like I think it's going to be, you know, that's, that's a good sign that we've done a great job in the scouting department. They brought a good football players in here. And now what are we going to do to keep the right guys that help us win? Vikings defensive backs coach Jerry Gray, the defensive backfield, as fascinating a unit as there is on this team, at least in my opinion. As we approach September 1st, it will be interesting to see, will there be a surprise cut? And the Vikings certainly are talking to teams. They talk all the time. So this time of year, the Vikings are talking to teams. In fact, I swapped messages with a personnel director for a different NFC team. They have talked to the Vikings, this team has. I won't mention the team, but they have talked to the Vikings. But right now, the trade dialogue, this person told me nothing out of the ordinary. But certainly the Vikings are looking for depth when it comes to multiple positions on offense. So could they trade from a position of depth, like the defensive backfield, for a position of need? Certainly something to keep an eye on. Some other Vikings notes I wrote down. Everson Griffin, unlikely to play Saturday, has that infection cut open his skin. He should be okay, though, by next week. There's even a slight chance 
he plays on Saturday. But in all likelihood, the Vikings will take the cautious approach and he'll be back sometime next week. Brandon Zilstra, it's a hamstring injury. He's expected to miss at least one more game, at least another five to seven days. Hamstrings are incredibly tricky, but Zilstra should be back at some point next week. On the Anthony Barr contract extension front, nothing is happening. Now, I've always said all it takes is one new offer, one new phone conversation, so it can always change fast. But as of right now, Nothing is even remotely close on the Vikings signing Anthony Barr to a contract extension. I should also note, too, while talking about Pat Elfline, likely back next week, maybe as soon as Monday off the pup list, the Vikings have been very, very happy with the play of Cornelius Edison. No real headlines from the Wednesday joint practice. Vikings and Jaguars, the two teams will go at it again. On Thursday afternoon, Jacksonville doing its walkthrough on the University of Minnesota campus just because they're staying in downtown Minneapolis, closer to U.S. Bank Stadium with the game on Saturday. But the Jaguars will be back in Egan on Thursday afternoon. It was a good day for both defenses on Wednesday. Also, Rashad Hill not practicing right now. It's an ankle injury, to be specific, an ankle injury for Hill. Nothing long-term. He should be back relatively soon. All right, let's keep the football theme going. Let's start with my conversation from Monday, the first day, first official day of Minnesota high school football practice. I was over at Eden Prairie High School. I caught up with Carter Coughlin's cousin. He is Cole Kramer, the quarterback from Eden Prairie. The Gophers offered him last December, and he committed to the Gophers a short time later. Here's my conversation with future Gophers quarterback, Eden Prairie quarterback, Cole Kramer. Cole, does the cliche hold true that, that time flies? Is it hard to believe that this is the, the first day of, of your final year in high school? Yeah, I can't believe it. I mean, I remember first time playing sophomore year, and I mean, time has flown by like crazy. But flown by in a good way. I mean, oh, yeah, for won sure. a state championship yeah. last year, and, yeah. and certainly I'm, I'm assuming that, that expectations are really high this year. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, we've been working our butts off this off season, and can't wait to get it started. I mean, we make a big deal in the media of today being the first day, but mm-hmm. you guys, I mean, put into words how much you guys have, have worked, I mean, going back to May, June, July, I mean, throughout the summer. Yeah, I mean, the first day was technically the week after we won the state. Uh, right that Monday, we started lifting, and lifted throughout the whole whole off season and now we're out here hopefully with pads on soon and ready to get them do you like the guys that, that are back i mean do you feel like that you guys can can defend that state championship yeah you know i do i feel like we're uh, closer together than last year last year we were super close and i feel that just the same way as this year too what makes a team close um i'd probably say just the leadership and just how we include everyone in the team whether it's the sophomores freshmen but uh, also, you know, after practices, when we go to, like, Chipotle or something, you know, just some off-the-field times, too. What about your commitment having that, you know, that weight lifted off your shoulders? I mean, how refreshing is it knowing that you'll be a gopher next year? You don't have to worry about recruitment. Yeah, I mean, it's so nice because I don't have to, you know, like what you said, worry about recruitment or anything so I can just relax and prepare for the season. And then uh, once the season's done, then I'll be looking at in the future. But as for now, I'll just focus on championship here. Do you have any plans, though? I mean, have you thought about it? Have they asked you to come to campus early, like in January, anything like that? Yeah, that's that's the plan for now. Um, I've got my credits all laid out, so I'll be finishing high school early in January. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a great experience. And yeah. 
saw you from a distance at the Saturday practice a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, have you been down there a bunch? Are you, are yeah. you one that's going to get down there a lot here the next, you know, handful of weeks? Yeah, I mean, I've been down to every camp. I've tried to go around just as much as I can, whether it's even if they have a practice or not, um, especially with my cousin on the team. It's And, like, I know a bunch of players. That also helps a lot because, you know, I feel like family even more when I'm there. And do you watch a different way, though? I mean, as opposed to just watching number 45, your cousin yeah, out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. are you studying Kirk Chirac and those quarterbacks and how, yeah. how those quarterbacks are practicing? Yeah, I mean, I'll take mental reps on the sideline. I'll, uh, you know, see myself out there. And I don't know. I mean, I'm super excited to just be out there, too. In terms of your game, how, how has your game evolved since mm-hmm. last year? How much did it evolve over the summer? Um, I guess decision-making has been a huge part. Um, you know, seven-on-seven, seven, we've been working on it, whether to throw to this guy or that guy. And I guess my speed, I've improved my speed, improved my size, strength. So, I mean, as an all-around player, I've increased myself. And then you're comfortable with, you know, the way you deliver the ball, mm-hmm. you know, technique, I mean, how fast you get rid of the ball, all that yep, stuff. Yep, yep. I mean, I've been working on my feet quite a bit, too, uh, you know, quickness stuff, whether it's ladder, whether it's cone work, uh, just stuff like that. Who do you work with during the summer? Um, I work with myself, and, uh, you know, I'll grab some guys to go throw, but I don't have a coach uh, other than Coach Anderson and stuff. I work with him, but when it's in the summer and I can't talk to coaches, I don't have, like, a QB coach or anything, so I'll just do my own thing. Maybe after this, I mean, the offense here, I mean, it oftentimes relies on the run, but do you have a sense if Coach Grant might open things up a little bit more and and utilize your arm strength and your ability to deliver the ball? You know, I hope so. I I believe he can. I believe we will, and uh, whatever happens, I'll, I'll go with it, and I'll play to my best ability, but as of now, we're just working to get the plays done. Future Gophers quarterback from Eden Prairie, he looks the part. He is... Cole Kramer. Kramer, by the way, helped lead Eden Prairie to a summer championship, a seven-on-seven passing league summer championship. Let's go from Kramer to a guy that will eventually be teammates with Kramer with the Gophers. He's from St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. He actually grew up in Stillwater. He committed to the Gophers a couple weeks ago. He had some interest from Wisconsin. It actually came down to the Gophers and Wyoming. He is Tyler Cooper. He's six foot four. Weighs close to 300 pounds, has played tackle. He's transitioning to guard this year for his high school team, and the Gophers plan on using him as a guard. Here's my conversation with Tyler Cooper. Tyler, why Minnesota? I mean, you certainly had a very impressive offer list. I mean, certainly Wyoming. Who else? Eastern Michigan. I mean, you had some options. Yeah, NDSU, North Dakota. Why Minnesota? Uh, I just, growing up a Gopher fan, My like I was born in Minnesota, and uh i just it's been a dream to play there ever since i was little so yeah was the hope i mean as you're having dialogue with the gophers coaching staff going back a number of months were you just sitting there hoping hey i hope the gophers make this offer yeah i mean it was gonna like i would have been good anyway there wasn't like a bad decision to make but it was definitely a big dream and like hoping the whole time that i'd get one and so when they make the offer, I mean, you commit soon thereafter. I mean, it was instant, right? Like you knew, okay, once they offer, I'm going there. Yeah, for the most part. I just want I had to check out Wyoming one more time. I already had scheduled a like, visit there. So went there and checked it out one more time just to make sure, and then felt Minnesota was the best. Was it hard to tell Wyoming? No, I mean, Coach Bull has a history of producing offensive linemen. Yeah, it was really hard. I, I loved it there. Everything was super nice. The facilities were amazing, brand new. And it was it was a tough choice, but yeah. Take us through how you told Coach Fleck, told the coaching staff that hey, I want to be a Gopher. What was that moment like? Uh, I called up my recruiting coach, uh, Coach Simon, and then told him first, and he was super excited. Then 
he brought the phone to Coach Callahan. I told him he was really excited and then had to call PJ later in the day during a meeting they were in. And, uh, like, when I told him, like, the whole room broke out cheering, and it was really cool. How was the Gophers camp this summer? I mean, do you feel like you opened up some eyes competing against some really good players at Gophers camp? Yeah, I think, like, one of the biggest doubts is being at a small school and, like, not knowing how the competition is that I'm going against. So going there and still competing and, like, doing good and proving myself was the biggest thing for me. Did I hear that the Gophers look at you more as a guard as opposed to tackle? Yeah, they're looking at me more as a guard. Most schools have said I could play pretty much anything on the line, but they're thinking more guard. What sort of adjustment will that be? I mean, certainly you'll play tackle for, for St. Croix Falls, and, and you also have some center experience as well? Yeah, I actually I played guard my freshman year. I'm going back to guard this year. But, yeah, I played all spots on the line, so it won't be too hard just do what I'm supposed to and get it done. Okay, so you're going back to guard. Okay, so is that is that because the Gophers want to use you as a guard? It was actually decided, like, we changed our offense this year, and our offense is just more suited for bigger guys to be more in the middle. So me and our other two pretty big linemen are in the middle this year, center and guard. But I suppose, I mean, if you needed to, you could shift outside. I mean, how much pride do you take in having that position flexibility? Yeah, it's really nice, like, just being able to – play whatever and definitely helps me out and like recruiting with all the co- like colleges saying that was a really like important thing to have and yeah i was watching your huddle video i mean you like to finish off the defenders don't you i mean 10 15 yards down the field you love driving them into the ground yeah it's really fun it's one of the things like our coaches preach like finish it go for six seconds finish your block and it's really fun when you end up on top of them just having their back on the gra- on the grass I mean, is there a better feeling than that? No, not really. What else about your game? I mean, if you would describe the, the kind of lineman that you are, and do you also play some defense as well? Yeah, I play both offensive and defense line. Uh, DN on defense and then anything on offense. But yeah. Your bread and butter is, is you know, being an offensive lineman, not a defensive end? Yeah, I, I think I, like I'm, for high school, I'm a pretty decent offensive or defensive lineman, but uh, definitely better at offensive linemen. I mean, describe what else. I mean, in terms of footwork, you know, handwork, all that. I mean, describe the kind of offensive lineman that you are. Uh, all the coaches have told me, like, my footwork has been really good, and I take, like, I don't take very many false steps, if any. And, like, just getting my blocks and my speed and everything is what helps me out a lot. Do you feel like, you know, big weight was lifted off your shoulders making your decision here as, as your season is about to begin? Yeah, I, th- I mean, it wasn't bothering me too much. Like, I knew I'd be... It couldn't be a bad decision no matter where I went, but it was still nice to uh, pick a school and just be done with it for the season. Do you have a sense on if the Gophers will will ask you to gray shirt or red shirt or anything like that? Uh, I don't really know for sure. I know the numbers are a little low on the offensive line, so I don't know for sure if I'll red shirt or if I'll uh, suit for games. Your skill set, I mean, knowing Kirk Scirocco's offense, the way P.J. Fleck uses his offensive lineman, how does that fit your skill set? Um, I don't know. I just, I'll go and do the best I can with whatever they tell me to do. I like, I, we haven't had, we've changed our offense a lot. So I've been able to do it in pretty much any of them. So I'll be, I think I'll be okay. And I mean, I don't even know, do the Gophers, I mean, is it some zone blocking schemes or is it pretty much man on man? I mean, the scheme that they use or schemes they use. 
those are things that you'll just you'll gather as as you get to campus. Are there any plans? I mean, have you thought about even getting to campus early? Like I know Nate Bow, an offensive lineman from Lakeville North, he graduated high school early. He was on campus in January. Have you thought about anything like that? Um, I don't think I'd go early. I think I'd finish out high school and just. I'll stay with all my classes here. 2019 Gophers commit from St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin, offensive lineman Tyler Cooper. We'll continue the recruiting theme, the high school football theme. I was over at Minnehaha Academy's football practice, well, on their campus, their south campus, on Monday. It's a co-op. Their football team, their high school football team is Minnehaha Academy, St. Paul Academy, and Blake. But the four players that have Division One offers, Power 5 offers on that SMB team all go to Minnehaha Academy. I started with Jalen Suggs, quarterback. He has offers from Ohio State, the Gophers, Iowa, and others. He is currently out with a knee injury, and he is, of course, well-known for being one of the best basketball players in the country in the class of 2020. Kansas wants him. So many schools want him. He's been on the USA Under-16 team, the USA Under-17 team. Heck, he's got NBA player written all over him. So who knows how much longer he'll continue to play football, but he is a really good quarterback. So we'll start the string of Minnehaha Academy SMB conversations with the quarterback, who, again, is currently out. Should be back in a few weeks. It is Jalen Suggs. Jalen, is it a little bittersweet? I mean, normally today, you know, the first official day of high school football practice, big smiles. But obviously with with your knee injury, it's not all, you know, smiles. Uh, Yeah, um, it's a little bit. uh, I'm a bit disappointed I'm not out here first day. Um, This is always the most, you know, energetic day. I mean, everyone's real happy to get back out here. Uh, but like I said, I'm still one of the leaders of this team. Um, so, you know, I still got to keep my energy up, uh, you know, keep a smile on my face and uh, keep encouraging these guys. And certainly, whether it's in team meetings, being out here encouraging guys, I mean, you're still a big part of the team, even if you're not out there doing drills. Uh, yeah, um, like I said, uh, it's just part of the position I play. Um, so, you know, we got our backup that um, I have to talk to, work with, uh, and get them ready for week one. Um, but like I said, I'm still real excited, real happy to be out here. Um, you know, this is like second home away from the basketball court. So, yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, so many people celebrate all your basketball accomplishments. Not that football's forgotten, but, I mean, you are. I mean, you're one of the best quarterbacks in the state in the Midwest, and sometimes people do forget about that. Yeah, um, you know, I like to remind them here and there uh, just because, you know, this is a game that I love. This is a game I've played all my life um, and a game that I put a lot of time and effort into. Um, so, like I said, just seeing all the payoff and, uh, you know, all the fun that I have in this game, you know, it's all worth it. Where are things at right now with the knee injury? Uh, right now, they're looking real good. Um, I'm a bit ahead of schedule. Uh, so we're going to take it day by day, continue to do you know, exercises, um, keep trying to strengthen it back up so that uh, when it t- when the time comes where I can come back, uh, you know, I'm 100% and ready to go. How much of a sense of relief was it when you found out that it wasn't any sort of you know ACL or any sort of ligament damage? Uh, it was a huge sense of relief. Um, you know, senior season has always been up in the air as far as football. Um, and, you know, with everything going on now, um, it's just made it even more, uh, you know, if will I play or will I not. Um, and if I would have had to miss this year, uh, that would have been real heartbreaking. Um, so hearing that it was, you know, just a little fracture and that I'll be back. I'll be back sometime this season. Uh, you know, here's relief. Um, and I was real happy to hear that. How happy are you for the guys over your right shoulder? I mean, think about all the all the success that they're having right now. I'm extremely happy. You know, these are my guys. I love to see them succeed just as much as I love to see myself succeed. Uh, so seeing all the attention that they get, you know, all the scholarships coming in their way and interest that they're getting, um, you know, it's almost as, as good as me getting a scholarship. Do you have a sense, I mean, with those guys, with you when you're healthy, I mean, how good this team can be this year? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I know the past years, uh, you know, we've had good regular seasons, uh, you know, but we kind of struggled when we got to the postseason. And uh, I think this year we got a good group of leaders. Um, you know, we've all matured a lot. Um, and uh, th- this is our year, I believe. Um, you know, we have a good group of seniors, um, a nice mix of juniors, and then we got some young cats uh, who can come in and play. Um, so I'm really excited, happy about this season. And I can't wait to get back out there and start playing with the guys. We go from Jalen Suggs to Terry Lockett has a basketball offer from Hampton. Hampton has a Minneapolis native on its coaching staff. That is that connection. He also has football offers from a few Power 5 schools, including the Gophers. He is a stud wide receiver. Terry Lockett. Terry, much like I just asked Jalen and Craig, I mean, what's the excitement level when it's the official start of of the season here with practice day one? Uh, Definitely getting down with basketball season. Getting, getting together with the guys, going on trips, uh, getting started with the camp. Uh, this is a new beginning, it's a new season, so it's always a good feeling. I mean, super excited. I mean, you've been going nonstop. I mean, yeah, you think about all the basketball games you played this summer, then all of a sudden, boom, right into football. Yeah, uh, it's the best time of the year, I feel like. Uh, three months out of the year, uh, I get to play one of my favorite sports, so it's always a good time. Describe the kind of football player you are to us. I mean, you know, we've seen some of the film from afar. We look at huddle and all that, but but if I had to write a scouting report on on you, what would that scouting report say? Uh, I mean, my main position is receiver, but I do punt return, kick return, trying to do some defense this year, corner. So pretty much do whatever it takes for the team. I mean, do you feel like? I mean, Craig was saying that you guys should go undefeated this year. Do you feel like that you guys have the makings of a team that can win a state championship? Uh, we definitely have uh, the talent. I feel uh, some of the guys over the summer got a lot of offers. Uh, there's a lot of hype going around around Minnesota, but we have our expectations, and I feel like we can do it. We can meet those standards. Speaking of offers, I mean, where, where are things standing right now with you in terms of recruiting? Uh, I got uh, Minnesota, Nebraska, and uh, Iowa so far. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. And I mean, is the assumption that that list will just keep growing and growing and growing? I definitely uh, a lot of interest. But I play, definitely play with these guys. Uh, those those definitely go up. What does it mean to have a, an offer from the hometown Gophers? Oh, that was my first offer, so I mean, Coach Flick had a good relationship with him, so definitely getting one from the hometown. But uh, family is definitely happy. I was happy, so it was good. Are you convincing them to offer Craig here pretty soon? Oh yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> me and him are going at it during practice, so hopefully they'll be up here to watch us go at it, and he should get an offer. His full name is Craig McDonald. He has an offer from Iowa, among others, but no Gophers offer yet. He will play quarterback for SMB at least in the opening game until Jalen Suggs is back. But his bread and butter is in the defensive backfield. He is Craig McDonald. It'll be interesting to see if the Gophers make him an offer in the near future. You guys have been going hard here for a number of weeks, months, heck, probably going back to the end of last season. But but what's the excitement level with, with the season right around the corner? It's super exciting because, you know, I could be with my teammates now. It's not just like individual or doing it with other people now. I could really be with all my teammates. Everybody's here now. It's just not some people here and there. So it's super exciting. It's like another step closer to November with my team. How good can this team be this year? I think we can go all the way. I think we, we should go undefeated if we execute and play, go to, play to our full potential and play as a team. Unselfishly, we should do anything we want. Do you get that sense just because so many guys are back from last year's successful season? Yeah, for sure. We got a lot of seniors. Our whole line is pretty much seniors. We got some actually some new old linemen, our skilled players. We got athletes everywhere, so we should definitely be on top. How much are you rooting for the guy that's right to your left to, to get back and, and get back on the football field? 
I'm rooting for him because I want somebody to be able to throw me the ball, actually. I don't want to have to throw it because if he's not playing, I have to play quarterback. So I'm not. that's not really my position. And that's too much. That's a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> I don't want people blaming me for stuff. We get to blame him. <laughs> but if you do have to start again, let's say you do have to start on August 31st, you'll be ready to go. Oh, yeah, I'll be ready. I've been throwing with them and some other teammates. So that's the, that's, that's the good part, and that's also part of getting back with the whole team is not even just them. I get to throw to all the other receivers, too. Craig, where are things at in terms of recruiting? I know Iowa and Iowa State both have offered. Yeah, um, I've been talking to a lot of schools. Um, uh, Michigan State, like Northwestern, stuff like that, some other Big Ten, so it should be interesting. I think they'll be watching the first few, the first few of our games, like first four. And what position are they looking at you mostly for? I mean, is it defensive back? Yeah, for sure, defensive back, but it's between safety and corner, depending on how they like me. I don't, I don't prefer either one. It doesn't really matter to me. I mean, do you play one more than the other? Uh, I play corner with school a lot. I try to get them to play me a little bit of safety, but they like me at corner, so I just let them know it's whatever they need me to play. I'll play it for them. And are you still? I mean, are you still growing? Are you still? You know, certainly you're growing. You know, weight wise in terms of in the weight room, but are you still growing height wise too? Uh, I think I'm growing a little bit, but. I think I might be not nearly as fast as I have, like, my freshman and eighth grade year. I got kind of over those growing pains now, so I think it should be coming to quite an end in a little bit. We wrap up the Minnehaha Academy conversations with the fourth member of that Power 5 offer group. It is Caden Johnson. He is a linebacker. He recently attended Ohio State's camp, and he has a number of Power 5 offers including from the Gophers. It is Caden Johnson. You've been going hard all summer. You guys have been going hard in the weight room, you know, captain's practices, what have you. But where's the excitement level with the season right around the corner with today being the official start of practice? Uh, we're very excited. Uh, we're looking forward to the first game of the season, first practice. Uh, we're ready to go at it. We're just ready to you know, do what we do best and just win. Is that what you guys do do best? I mean, you feel like that you have a team that can that can go far this year? Oh, yes, I do. With uh, Jalen, Craig, and Terry, I'm pretty sure we can make it to state and possibly win it for the team. What's it like having? I mean, it's not often that one school has four guys with high-level Division One offers. What is it like having those guys as teammates and you guys celebrating all your individual success? Uh, it's pretty cool, you know, being able to get looked at from all these big colleges. You know, it's a lot to put on our shoulders. We still have to come out on the field and show what we do best, you know. But it's all amazing. What kind of player are you? I mean, Kaden, do you play, you know, do you stand up? Are you linebacker? Do you put your hand on the ground and play a little defensive end? Uh, I'm stand up. And um, I'd say I'm a pretty physical player. I love being aggressive and explosive. But I'm a stand up outside linebacker. That's what I love most. Do they also use you on offense? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think they're going to put me at wide receiver this season. So I can, you know, go at it with Craig and Terry sometime. But I'm really looking forward to playing defense and offense. Think about that then. When Jalen is healthy... Him at quarterback and you, Terry, and Craig out there as wide receivers? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's it's going to be bad for a defense with all of us being on the same on same field together. It's going to be really good for us. But your your bread and butter, your meal ticket, for lack of a better way of of saying it, is outside linebacker. Yeah, that's uh, my passion. I love playing outside linebacker, being able to tackle somebody. You know, just get excited and do what I do best. I just love it. Yeah. Are you a tackling machine? Oh, of course. I, I'm i not sure what I had last year, but I had like 100 and something tackles. But this year I'm looking to get more, maybe in the 160 range. I just I love tackling people. Where are you better? Are you better against the run or against the pass? Uh, I'd say the run 
but I can drop back and, you know, get into that coverage where I need to intercept a pa- uh, pass. But I'm more of a running back, like tackler, I'd say. Yeah. Where are things at in terms of recruiting? Uh, right now I have offers from the U, Iowa, Iowa State, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. Um, a lot of schools are interested right now, but those are the main five that I have right now. You plan on taking some visits at any point during the season? Uh, I think so. I haven't really talked to it with my parents, but I'm just enjoying the process right now, just taking it all in and um, looking forward to this junior year season. After this, how many camps did you go to this summer, and what did you learn about yourself at those camps? Because those players going to those camps are high-level players just like you. Uh, I went to Ohio State, uh, and that's a big school. You know, They're always in usually the national championship contenders. Um, but it made me learn that I need to uh, get my speed, You know, get a little bit stronger. Um, but the coaches tell me they – they love what I'm doing right now, and they're looking forward to what I do this season. I mean, having the offer from the hometown Gophers, what does that mean to you, and what sort of relationship do you have with head coach P.J. Fleck? Uh, it's amazing to have that hometown offer. and um, coach, Fleck, coach Fleck has a lot of energy. Um, I don't really talk to him on a daily basis because we're kind of in a dead period right now. But uh, Coach Fleck, great coach, and I'm looking forward to see what they do this season. Caden Johnson from SMB Minnehaha Academy, one of the best players in the state of Minnesota in the class of 2020. Let's transition to the Wolves. A shameless reminder, if you go back just a few Scoop Podcast episodes, conversations with Cole Aldrich, he reviews his time with the Wolves, what it is like in the locker room, what the future holds. I can tell you an update on Cole Aldrich. He doesn't have any offers yet. But it seems like eventually, even if it's overseas, that his basketball career can eventually continue. But he's just waiting by the phone, waiting for somebody to make an official offer. So Cole Aldrich, C.J. Williams, and James Nunnally, each of the three, were on recent Scoop podcast episodes. C.J. Williams was on for like 20 minutes, got to know one of the guys the Wolves gave a two-way contract to. Then James Nunnally was on episode 166 getting to know him he'll be back in town next week to continue his workouts he's working out out west right now but he'll be back in town next week and then the workouts really ramp up after labor day in just a couple weeks what else did i write down on the wolves front i saw some video on twitter from taj gibson's trainer he's also jimmy butler's trainer and joe kim noah's trainer gibson and noah were training together earlier this week The trainer is Chris Johnson. Taj looks good. Joe Kim Noah looks good. Yes, when the Knicks decide to wave and stretch him, expect the Wolves to be squarely in his mix. Justin Patton continues to do well, rehabbing after his left foot was surgically repaired a few months ago. He is constantly in at Mayo Clinic Square. Not quite yet ready for five-on-five action, but I'm told he is doing very, very well. A reminder, I got good feedback from somebody at the Tim Gergerich camp last week in Vegas on the Wolves rookies that were out there, Okogi, Bates, Jop, and Terrell. Jared Terrell also has a two-way deal from the Wolves. The former two, Okogi and Bates, Jop, were in New York a few days ago for the Panini trading card shoot at the New York Knicks practice facility. I continue to get Rodney Hood questions. He is a restricted free agent. The Wolves are hard-capped. The Wolves don't have cap space. So the Wolves, even if they wanted to offer Hood a minimum deal, and why would he take that? He wouldn't, but let's just keep going with that hypothetical. The Wolves offer Hood a minimum deal. He signs it. The Cavs would then match. So the Wolves getting Rodney Hood just isn't 
logical. Yes. Would the Wolves have interest in Rodney Hood if they could get him? Sure. Why wouldn't they? But it's just not logical. All signs point to Rodney Hood eventually landing back with the Cavs. Continuing the basketball theme, the local basketball scene, Zeke Naji. I went over on a recent Scoop podcast all the visits he has. Let's add two to his visits list, unofficial visits, at the end of this month, the 30th and 31st, Arizona and UCLA. Also, Miami, North Carolina, and Kentucky are reaching out to Zeke Naji, the stud forward from Hopkins High School. Actually, the better way to put it would be reaching out to those close to Zeke Naji. So those schools, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Miami, have been in touch with those close to Zeke in the last handful of days. The Gophers basketball team offered David Roddy from Howard Pulley from Breck High School. He's an excellent quarterback. So I'll have to make sure, just being in that neighborhood, I'll have to go check out a Breck game at some point here in September or October. But he's an excellent basketball player. Also has an offer from Northwestern and others. Texting with somebody close to Roddy told me, the Gophers have a chance But offering so late doesn't do them any favors that they offered too late on Roddy. But they do have a chance. But you look at the 2019 players, they lost Tyrell Terry to Stanford. They lost Tyler Wall to Wisconsin. They may end up losing Zeke Naji to somewhere. He's got 20-something offers. Matthew Hurt is unlikely to be a gopher. So it would be unfortunate if they also don't get Roddy and go 0 for 5. But, hey, it's also cyclical at times. You look at the 2018 class with Omersa, with Kausher, with Oturu. Daniel Oturu was a big-time get. You think about a couple years ago, landing Amir Coffee. So ebb and flow, roller coaster. But I'm just saying, if the Gophers go 0 for 5 with class of 2019 Minnesota players, that would not be a good look. Jalen Suggs will visit West Virginia in September. And I was texting with Jalen's dad, Larry. He was telling me all sorts of good things about some 2022 kids. He was at the Chris Paul camp recently. Let me find the names. He was telling me, he was just raving to me about how some of these guys looked. Let me see if I can find it. The names are Trey Holloman, Trey John Holloman. I guess he goes by Trey, but Trey John Holloman. And Prince Alegbe, Prince Alegbe, also Willie Wilson, Donovan Smith, and Chase Carter. Trajan and Prince were selected for the top 20 All-Star game at the Chris Paul camp. Alegbe is Minnehaha Academy. Holloman is Creighton Darrow Mahal. Names to remember from the class of 2022. Wrapping up with some Twins notes, I saw a story from John Morrissey, MLB.com about a Japanese pitcher, a lefty, Yossi Kukuchi. I checked with somebody with the Twins. They have had multiple scouts watch Kukuchi over the last couple years, few years, in fact, so they have a good book on him. They've had over three or four scouts watch him at least once. They do have a scout based in that neck of the woods that has seen him many times, but they've had others look at him as well. He is a pitcher that is expected to be posted This winter, So we'll just continue to track that. But I did want to note, after seeing that national story about Kikuchi, that the Twins have a good book on him. Byron Buxton is expected to be back before the season is over. There is no sense the Twins want to get into a pissing match with his side over service time and gaining an extra year of control. He had a really good game on Tuesday. So all signs point to him being back at some point. Maybe it's when the rosters expand in September. 
Maybe it's sooner, but I do see Byron Buxton back here. At least the path he is on. Now, if he gets hurt again, all bets are off. But if he remains healthy and he feels good right now, then I do see Buxton back with the Twins before the year is over. A good reminder from Phil Miller of the Star Tribune. The Twins have used 49 players this year, which really isn't that rare. There are teams that have used more than 49. And if they get to 53, that will set a new team record. They actually used 52 players last year. So you think about Steven Gonsalves. We had Thad Levine, Twins general manager, on episode 166. On Monday, he was good reviewing the Fernando Rodney trade, talking about Cole Stewart's Major League debut, what to expect from Stewart this weekend when he starts against the Tigers on Saturday at Target Field. But he also said, hey, not only Stewart, but we want to get a look at some other guys the rest of the way. So presumably Steven Gonsalves is a guy they will get a look at. We know Michael Pineda will get a look from the Twins in September. So there are other guys they could add. Nick Anderson from Brainerd, he was on Scoop Podcast episode 166. His numbers are great at AAA, AAA all-star. He's not on the 40-man, but, hey, it's not that hard to create 40-man spots. He's another name to keep an eye on that could join the Twins in September. The scouts are expected to be at Target Field on Thursday night to watch Irvin Santana Maybe not many teams, but the Brewers are an interesting team. The Yankees had some interest in Irvin Santana. Previously, the Twins are definitely open-minded to moving Irvin before the month of August is over. Sean Johnson, Twins scouting director, was in San Diego last weekend at the Padres ballpark. It was that all-star game, that high school all-star game on Sunday night that was on MLB Network. So the best high school players in the country. Thinking about the 2019 draft, the Twins scouting director was in attendance. A reminder, be sure to support the new sponsor of the Scoop Podcast. It is Blue Chew, bluechew.com. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know that they work. Bluechew.com. Use the promo code SCOOP, and you get your first shipment free. You'll have to pay the shipping cost, which is about 5 bucks, but you'll get your first shipment free Right to your doorstep. You don't have to worry about a doctor, a pharmacy, anything like that. For more information, check out the website, bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W, bluechew.com. Blue Chew, the new sponsor of the Scoop Podcast. That does it for Scoop Podcast episode 167. We hope that you have a great rest of the week and always appreciate you listening. This was recorded on Wednesday late evening, the 15th of August. Have a great one. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number. 
the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.